Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. I am your host, Zap Brannigan. Oh. And today I am assisted by... Give. Pass. Leela? Today, this is is a weird episode already. We will be talking about two episodes of Star Trek. The very sexy (laughs) mirror mirror on the wall. Who's the sexiest of them all? Tell him, Kiff. (laughs) No. (laughs) In mirror mirror. Why are we doing this? Captain Kirk. Because we really want to be Dr. McCoy, (laughs) Scotty, and Uhura, the very lovely Uhura, are transported to a mirror universe where they are forced to be evil or something like that. They eventually get back (laughs) to their regular universe. Should we? In the other episode, we'll be talking about is the apple... In which absolutely nothing happens. They beam down to a planet full of savage backwards people. What? And a bunch of red shirts die on the field of honor. (laughs) I feel like we have to start this over. Oh, God. What is the matter? I don't understand. You <laughs> murdered Chris. Ace, he always sounds like this. You sound you sound like like Zap Brannigan doing Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yes, all apologies to Billy West. And Sylvester of Stallone. And And while we're at it, Maurice LaMarche for my bad gif. Uh. (laughs) Holy shit. I won't apologize for my gif because my gif was great. Oh, I needed that after No, wait, I didn't do gif. I did Zap Brennigan. Never mind. Whatever. Whoever. I apologize. We're all wonderful. But yeah, so we're talking about uh, Mirror Mirror, a classic episode well known i have some strong feelings about mirror mirror which i'm sure we'll get into uh and then the apple which uh yeah uh they beam down to a planet a primitive civilization gamma trianguli six yeah gamma trianguli six just sounds like an std (laughs) trianguli does sort of sound Mm, yeah i mean not much to say about that it turns out that these people are being essentially enslaved by a machine that forces them to feed it and prevents them from boning. Again, it's Landru all over again. Yeah, yeah, basically they land on Landru planet. Only this time, instead of outsmarting the computer, they just shot it with phasers until it died. Would you think they would have tried that sooner? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (sighs) 
Okay, we're not doing Kip anymore. No, that was my genuine <laughs> fucking reaction to the apple, but we'll get to that when we yeah, get we'll to get it. Yeah, we'll get to the apple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mirror, mirror was good, though. Yeah, I'm interested in what, what Jake's thoughts that he's referring to from Mirror, Mirror are. You know, this was nominated for a Hugo Award. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a nice... I don't actually have any negative thoughts about this episode. You just have thoughts. I have thoughts about the Mirror Universe. Yeah, there are problems. I do, too. And mostly it's because this this would have been a great one-off episode, except they had to bring it back in Deep Space Nine, and they had to bring it back in Enterprise. They are about to do a comic miniseries uh, giving us the TNG Mirror Universe. Because oh, wow. the only way the Mirror Universe makes any sense is if, like, it's... Like, it can't be continuous, right? Because of the butterfly effect. Like, right. I feel, these yeah, people I wouldn't the be on thing. the same ship together. And yes. certainly not the same. Like, in Deep Space Nine times, certainly all of these things that have spiraled out and branched out and in and, and timelines and changing this and blah, blah, and then yet somehow they're all end up on, on well, Terok Nor. If, if, on, right. if in on the city on, on the edge of forever. Or is if, that Empok Nor? No, it's I Terok don't know. Nor. If killing one person in in the past entirely changed the future, yeah. then having an entirely different basis for how the world works, in this case it's the, the Terran Empire rules the universe instead of the Federation is, you know, peaceful and, and runs the universe peacefully. The war, like the entire way the universe works would be different. I mean, yeah, like... Humans and, and Vulcans probably wouldn't be working on the same ship together. They'd have fucking killed each other. Yeah, well, I mean, even if we, like, assume... Like, we talked about this a few weeks ago, that in... in Not that, again, they knew this at this point, but whenever, you know, humanity turned all evil, be it the minute the Vulcans got to Earth, in which point, you know, you could say humanity maybe just enslaved the Vulcans, so that would explain why they're still there. But either way, whenever the Divergent timeline started, the fact that so many things are identical doesn't make sense. The technology, the ship design... Even the, even the, the, co- the, the costume colors yeah, are all the same. Yeah, and even the fact that apparently both McCoys spilled acid on the same spot of their desk like that. What? Yeah, that's an odd detail. Yeah, like... Considering everything else is specifically meant to be different. Yeah, and that... that Quote-unquote different. Yeah, I evil mean, universe. does still have the death machine in his wall. <laughs> he just chooses not to use it. Well, no, what it, what it is is in his universe, it's just strictly a peeping machine. Mm. <laughs> nice. That'd be pretty hot. Wait, you know about my yeoman monitor? Oh, it kills people in this universe. Of okay. course! <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, oh. Yeoman monitor. That's sort of the one big thing. It's just I like, how is everyone... A lot of pieces of fiction in movies and literature and what have you yeah. do the parallel universe thing where, you know, even if one thing is different, it should be a big enough thing that everything would have, like domino affected into into a different world it's always oh well so and so just has you know a scar on his face or or you know sue has a scar on his face or spock has a beard spock has a beard or the brigadier doesn't have a mustache (laughs) there's a there's a 1970s doctor who i forget which one but it's a john pertwee and he's got a um John Pertwee works frequently, John Pertwee's doctor works frequently with, with this guy, the Brigadier, Brigadier Alastair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart. And in the normal universe, 
Lethbridge Stewart has this big bushy mustache. Um, but it was actually, it was fake because the actor, Nicholas Courtney, was like, I can't really grow a good mustache. <laughs> Just stick one on me. So in sort of a reverse of the, you know, sort of now oft parodied, you know, bad guys have the beard, uh, the evil version of the Brigadier didn't have a mustache because they could just pull it off and he had an eye patch. <laughs> but it was the eye same thing. Are usually bad people, Which he though. could also pull off. Hey, he looks true. great. But it was the same thing where, like, again, the world had gone completely different. It was a just completely evil world. But everyone was still there, just evil. Yeah. Like, everything else was the same. You're like, oh, do come on. Mm. I, I had a thought, seeing as we're just talking about parallel universes and how things would be different. So, in Mirror Mirror, it's mentioned that the way Mirror Kirk raised to captaincy was by killing off Christopher Pike. Yep. And I wonder, like, what things were different for, for, in, for Pike in that universe? Was he still in his wheelie chair just making beeping noises? Did Kirk kill a paralyzed man, or was he a, a functioning adult? Well, no, because Pike was injured... After he'd been promoted and was working, like, on training people. Yeah, I think Kirk was already the captain when he was injured, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think in this universe, Pike just was still the captain of the Enterprise by the time Kirk joined. Whereas in this universe, Kirk and Pike probably never even met. Like, they certainly knew of each other. But there Mm. was no direct connection. Interesting. Yeah, in in Mirror Universe, that means Pike never went back to, to, what was her name, Lena? He may have not gone to Telos at all. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, we don't even know. That's another thing. Of course, they, in fact, both happened to be on the same mission to the same planet at the same time. They happened to beam up at the same time. Like Oh, the two Kirks? Yeah. yeah. And if we really, if we really want to get into how little sense all of this makes. Go on. Building off what Jake said, talking about... Um, you know, they, they, they revisit a couple times, and there there's an Enterprise episode where we see the Mirror Universe. So it's earlier on. So we know the Mirror Universe goes back at least a century. Uh, like, actually, in that episode, like Jake said a few weeks ago, they establish it starts basically from the offing, but still. It's the, it, it's the same. There's only the one universe that they're visiting. It's not a multiverse kind of a kind of thing? Right. Okay. So it's the same as this Mirror Universe. Yeah, it's the same Mirror Universe. It actually also, it, it, it involves evil Enterprise people. <laughs> Uh, on an evil enterprise, finding some 23rd century tech. Yeah, they and, find another, another, a constitution class ship. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And, uh, you know, someone, I won't get into details because it's kind of, you know, at least some surprises. That's utilized at the end to establish someone's position of power. So just going off that, the technology should have evolved completely differently because they already had a 23rd century starship in the 22nd century. Huh. And you think that would have given them a bit of a jump start. Again, this is just a problem of whoever wrote that episode wasn't fucking thinking when they decided to do this. And I'm sure that, that something like that was never supposed to have happened. But you, but let's put all that aside. Okay. Because like we said, this is something fiction does a lot and it's dumb and we just yeah. have to accept and I, it. And I wonder if in you know 1967 people would, would have gotten hung up on this. Nerds would have. Well, yeah, maybe. But it's also, it's just fun. It's a fun story. Yeah, and that's the, like, I think if we put all that aside, I mean, it's a good episode. You know, we have fun with it. I wanted so much more of seeing evil Kirk and evil Uhura and evil, who else was there, McCoy and Scott on the actual Enterprise. Mm -hmm. We have one scene with them, and then they're locked in the brig and we don't see them again. Yeah. I wanted so much for them to be doing stuff. You know what it is, the real reason uh, they were able to nab them all so quickly? 
they've all already seen an evil Kirk before. You know, they just knew right <laughs> away. They were like, wait a minute. Like, wait, is that eyeliner he's wearing? Shit. Get him. <laughs> yeah, but they swapped costumes, so I assume they sure. also would have swapped, you know, eyeliners, eyeliners or hairstyles or whatever else they were they they had. But yeah, it would have been. It nice. was odd that they did change costume that they they yeah, that's ended up in the right that's costume. Weird. But uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been interesting even if even if they did rumble the game very quickly on themselves, it would have been kind of funny watching them do it. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that we jumped right past to the they've been captured. I think that's they're the thing being, though. It, it probably being is like. Arrested. I mean, Kirk probably just immediately flipped out and he's like, I'm in the wrong suit, and Spock, you look weird, and blah. But even if we assume he got to the bridge, he probably went, right, blow up the fucking Halkins, and everyone went, what? <laughs> no, what? Yeah. Doc went down and tried to stab someone for fun. <laughs> like, I do get why, like, they they would have just given themselves away the so quickly. The just threw herself on Sulu. <laughs> Wait, no, no, took her away. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, Sulu. That was kind of, that that was both both silly and fantastic. The the Uhura Sulu feigned relationship. Sulu, I, who which one of you wasn't me? Was it you? Somebody who did I, Sulu definitely played his evil self. I think the best of anyone. Oh, I said that. Yeah. Yeah, like he really he George Takei was clearly relishing and just like being like a, a silent movie villain, just like. Mm. Well, particularly in comparison to Chekhov, because like evil Spock really wasn't that different from regular Spock. He was coldly logical. He happened to have a goatee. He seemed more interested in killing Jim than usual, but, I mean... Nice shirt. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And actually, like, you could really tell how slim he is in that shirt and, like, with the sash. I was like, holy shit, he's like a beanpole. Turn sideways, you can't see him. Seriously. But, yeah, I felt like they tried to have, like, a marked difference with Sulu and Chekhov, and I felt like Walter Koenig just didn't have the chops... Poor thing. He just kind of smirked more. And like that horrible smile, mm. that horrible menacing <laughs> smile that just like went on and on. That they went, like they took, went to a commercial break between and then came back to him, like gritting mm. his teeth. And I'm just like, oh my god. I mean, I, I know I said when we were watching it, but we, when we do in a very long time get to the Enterprise Mirror Universe episode, Scott Bakula's evil Archer is just. <laughs> just oh, doesn't no. work. He just kind of, he has some, it's kind of like um, Dylan McDermott in Edison Force, where he just, he he kind of puts on some, like, slight roughness to his voice and hasn't shaved in a few days. Uh, sorry, sounds by like, way of explanation. Sounds like pure evil to me. Oh, yeah. Edison really... Force is this really bad movie where Dylan McDermott is trying to be a corrupt cop, and Dylan McDermott does not have the acting ability at all, Whoops. just to explain to everyone what that reference was. Uh. See, I I really liked when we like the brief bit that we saw of Evil Kirk on the Enterprise. Mm. I thought that was a a a nice change. It was it yeah. was uh, effectively done. I thought, and I was hoping to see more of that. But Kirk, normal Kirk on Mirror Enterprise, he fit in fucking smooth as ice with the fucking killers. That's because he's a killer. Oh. Because we all know he's got that angry, murderous rape monster inside of him. Well, he's also trying to kill Finny at all times. <laughs> you know, you know, because I think there's, there's, there's just all people, especially probably people who have a position of authority who have to maintain a certain amount of decorum, will have sat around and thought, if I could just say and do whatever I wanted on the job. <laughs> and he got to do that. He got to live the dream. Plus he had that sexy yeoman or whatever she was. No, she, like, was a she was a lieutenant. She was a lieutenant. Oh, she lieutenant? Yeah. Lieutenant well, Marlena Moreau. A sexy lieutenant in his bed. And you know that 
that helped get him where he was going. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to say again that Shatner is definitely a dom. <laughs> mm. Oh, that underwear she had though it was very strange. From what you could see of it through the like sheerness of the the whatever the fuck that thing was, it was a bizarre shape, and I didn't understand it. She had very big hair. I liked the hair. I liked her hair it too. It was very big though. It did. Well, to, well, Rand's was big. They're, they're into wigs, like giant wigs in the future. To apparently. follow on from. Uh, well, that was her natural hair in the show. What I mean is, I believe that it was a wig, but as a human on the show, I believe that that was her. Oh, no, no, yes. Humans just have a shitload more hair in, in the, the future. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say, following on from our, uh, our late lamented friend, um, oh, God, what's his name? What were we talking about? Finny? No, the annoying Finny. prick from season one. Riley? Riley! Following on from Riley, it did look better down. Because mm. when we see her good universe counterpart, it's all like up in a fucking True. barrel on her head. It, it looked better with the big sort of swoop in the back. Sweet. I thought she looked lovely no matter what. Well, yes, but the hair just looked better a certain way. She never looked bad. All right, did you like Spock with beard or without beard? Oh my god, it suited him so much. Nimoy should have grown a goatee. I didn't like it. I really felt like it made him look like a like a yellow faced star in like a nineteen thirties film. I didn't, I didn't. It wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. I like how that was a thing that people kept observing. Like both McCoy <laughs> and Evil Kirk. Yeah. Like McCoy was like Spock with a beard. What? Like that. <laughs> what are these? What are these uniforms? Me. What are these uniforms? Spock, where's your beard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's just like like that's the thing like. I know something's wrong here. <laughs> it's not all the murdering and conniving going on. And the on. new logos and the, the new Nazi logos, salutes. The Nazi salute. But something just seems off. Holy shit! Did you grow a beard? In the ten minutes we were on planet? What the fuck? Uh, and that's the thing. Like, I, like, being shocked by the growth of a beard in a very short amount of time makes sense. But it's like, like Spock couldn't have shaved, you know? Yeah. Actually, I had that happen once where... You grew a beard in 10 minutes? No, I went <laughs> and got a haircut during my lunch break once at work. Oh, gosh. And people were acting so shocked. It's like, yeah, I, I went to the barber. Hmm. Do you understand how that works? Like, again, yeah, it's not like I showed up and had gone from being completely clean-shaven to having a beard. I got a haircut. <laughs> I might have had them take off my beard as well at the time. I don't remember. But still, it was just like the level, level, level of shock there was just like, hmm. have you not heard of these things called barbers? Well, to be fair, you do look a lot different without your beard. So well, you that's had it completely I, taken off. I then... genuinely don't remember. I might have just gotten it trimmed. I don't remember. This was years ago. but This is a really good story. I just mean, you know, it, it is funny how, <laughs> how people... Chris got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. Someone else. Peter means rock. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Aurora was a bad bitch in this episode. Yeah. Because we had two really good moments, at least two... Re- well... Actually, well, actually. Well, actually. Yeah, I know, sorry. The first thing is, first of all, is Kirk is like, uh, yeah, Ohora, why don't you go out into the fucking wolf's den and see how that goes? No, no, it'll be fine. You can, you've totally got this. So she goes out first and immediately is like sexually harassed by Sulu. <laughs> and she stands, st- you know, stands her ground, stands, holds tough. She's awesome. Then, you know, later on. How much do you think was it her trying to do what evil Ohora would be doing? I don't know. Because she does this, because she's done that before, yeah. though. Like, she's always sassy. Well, she, she's sassy. never had to, like, fend off an advancing Sulu before. I think, I think, well, actually, naked time. Yeah, naked time. Oh. True. <laughs> True. Well, I think, though, that, that, like Kirk, I think she very quickly realizes, like, all right, I can 
do and say what I need to and want to in this world, so I'm gonna. Mm. Well, I think that, though, in her first encounter with Sulu, I don't feel like she's embraced it, but I think the second time... When yeah. she encounters Sulu, and you know she's doing that whole the whole seduction, oh yeah, fake yeah, seduction yeah. thing. She definitely is in character mm. by then. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the little knife fight thing and the fucking decking him in the face. Oh man, I was very, I was, I thought that was great, and I think it's a shame that Nichelle Nichols doesn't get to do more in the show because she's mm. actually doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah, she rocked this episode. She she took out freaking Marlena at the yeah. end. Yeah, I saw it coming. I was like, yes, she's behind her. Get her. Get that gun away from her. Then she did, and I was like, you're. Yeah. I loved her. I loved I loved that it felt like or it feels like the sm- like not smaller but Kirk and Bones and like Spock always get a ton of time and I feel like, you know, they've already sort of highlighted Chekhov a lot and now they sort of gave Uhura this episode where she got to be a badass and like I'm just kind of enjoying that they're sort of building up the Ancillary characters? Yeah, well, it's like we were saying last week. It's like they seem to have really understood who their core is now, so they're working with them more. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, Hope we get some more Uhura action. Sulu actually looks really good in a red shirt. Hmm. Yeah, it did suit him. They, they should have found an excuse to put him in one of the main universe. Mm. And all that, and all that eyeliner. My God, he looked great. I was really into that. <laughs> I just scar. Uh, you know, the scar didn't look great. Yeah, it no, looked a little the too scar rubber. was the scar was pretty bad. But it was which bad is ass. Too bad. No, <laughs> no. I'm not saying the, the effect was good. I just like the fact that he had yeah, it. The, oh, that's oh, fair. Fact, yeah. like, I want to know how he got he it. He probably did it himself by mistake with a foil. Saw <laughs> <laughs> uh, another Vulcan. Evil Spock had a, yeah, a Vulcan yes. sidekick. Was a Vulcan. I liked I liked Spock's threat to, yeah. to Sulu. That was his it Sulu men, that he was threatening? Yeah, that his yeah. men would avenge his yeah. death. And some of them are Vulcan. Like, oh shit. And that one, that's the space Sulu made. Like, yeah, apparently, well, evidently, this, Vulcans are fucking violent motherfuckers they will, in this yeah. universe. Except for Spock. They, who's basically he just himself. I mean, it's probably, you know what it is, I, know, I bet this applies in the main universe, they just haven't told anyone. I bet Vulcans can kill you in a way that is very drawn out and hurts a lot. Because they know all sorts of shit about nerves. I don't know, we've got the fucking agony booth in this episode. We throw Chekhov. And, and the agonizers. And the agonizers. Yeah. We just have things that fucking hurt. Uh, that's right, so that's what I mean, how bad are Vulcans if they're worse than these things? Mm. I don't know. I mean, the agonizer will kill you eventually, is what the... The oh, agony the, booth. The agony booth. Because, yeah, the agonizer just uh, fucks you up. Yeah. Yeah, I did not enjoy getting agonized. No. Um, we also have uh, another uh, use of the word Vulcan as a stand-in for fucking. Yeah, hanging up by your Vulcan ears. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty nice. Uh, very good. Oh, here's a, here's a, a question that I had. Mm. Going all the way back to the beginning. So we're visiting the, the Halcon Council in the beginning of the episode. Yep. We're asking if, if the, the Federation can mine for dilithium crystal. Mm-hmm. How badly does the Federation need dilithium crystal? Because, you know, it's what they're, they fucking run their ships on. Is it a, a not terribly readily available resource? Based on stuff from last season and this, I'd say that at this time, yeah, it's hard to find. Because they do they, they do seem to, like, whenever there's a chance of getting some, it's a big deal. Like, there was the whole thing with the the dilithium miners in Mud Well, they were just Mud's lithium women. miners, right? Yeah. Well, well assuming... You two of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, they, they seem to... They seem to need it pretty badly. Then they shouldn't be flying their ships all over the fucking place, wasting fuel. 
The dilithium crystals are going to play into an episode we see soon also. Jerry okay. Babel has some dilithium crystals. I had forgotten that. Some plot was mistaken. It's a little oil-like, I guess. You yeah. Know? yeah, but we're not like, oh god, we have to go and find more places because... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so maybe I'm just confused. I don't know. I feel like Britain, we, I feel like Britain kind and of France are. after, you know, 1919 or so. Yeah. After World War One, that's basically how the Middle East was invented. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Did the Russians discover it, right? Yes, just outside of Moscow. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, and I, I feel like that sort of... We don't see that much outside of the original series, right? Not really. I, I think dilithium becomes less of a concern. Because yeah, I, I think they realize it was sort of an overused plot device. I think it's also... The idea is that in the future, it's more possible to either... Synthesize it, Synthesize maybe. it, or, or like, recharge it. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like there's even actually a moment in the episode that Scotty shows up. Jordy explains to him the changes yeah. that have occurred with dilithium and all that. Right? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It is. It does seem to be a, a more scant resource at this point in time, certainly. So it makes sense to try and form alliances to, you know, negotiate yeah. to get it easier. Never, we never do find out what happens with the Halcons in in either universe, but certainly not the main one either. Yeah, I'm guessing in the main one they didn't relent. Because they seem pretty stuck in their way. Yeah. Well, in the main one, the Enterprise just says, "Yeah, okay, fine. You got it's it's yours. No worries. In Bye." The main, in the main one, the Klingons show up. And oh kill no! Them all, take their dilithium. Probably. Womp well, womps. Here's another question, mm. and maybe maybe this is because I don't know how they work. Kirk is in mirror universe Enterprise stuff. He makes a couple captain's log entries. Mm-hmm. Does he need to be on the Enterprise? Or connected to the Enterprise to make his captain's logs? Or is he making captain's logs to the Mirror Universe Enterprise? He'd probably do it on his communicator, right? Yeah, there might be a recorder built in or something. I don't know. I mean, it's also... I was very confused. It's also not entirely clear where, just in general, when and where he does the logs. Yeah, because sometimes they seem to be, like... In action? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes they seem to be in action. Sometimes they seem to be after the fact. It, it just what it is. It's just a way to have some narration yeah. that isn't just blatantly narration, but you do have to occasionally like kind of. By the like, way, audience, this is what's happening. In yeah. case you forgot over the commercial break, it's yes. actually just Kirk in his own head doing it to like amp himself up. <laughs> I'd like that. Just keeping the star dates logged in his brain. There I know are, there is no captain's log in Star Trek Five. The captain's log is a big metal book. Stop. Which <laughs> has a component pop out with a comedy boing sound effect. No. Fucking Star Trek Five. Oh boy. Boing. Yeah, yeah Nomad a has a boner. Nomad. Uh. <sighs> Nomad, I am yes mad. Ooh. <laughs> You're definitely cut off. <laughs> No, he's on seltzer now. He's out of jam. Yes, man. That shouldn't yes, have been man. funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yes, man. Yes, man. Yes, <laughs> She's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, man. Merry Christmas. Huh? Merry Christmas. Oh, not too sweet. Hey, let's talk about the Tantalus field. Yeah, it's an interesting Guga. Yeah. So apparently, um, Kirk plundered it from an alien lab. Yep. Managed uh, to keep it a secret. Keeps it a secret. Only Marlena Moreau knows about it. His yep. his captain's woman. Yep. It allowed him, presumably, to, like, maintain his power. Because he can just disappear people. Yeah. 
Yep. He and can monitor them and disappear them if he if he needs them disappeared. And it does seem like no one really has worked out what like people know that his enemies just tend to vanish. Yeah, they mentioned that. But they don't they clearly don't seem to know that he he's managed to keep a lid on this. Mm. Like they must think he has operatives or just a you know, smooth ass motherfucker. Because even at the end, you know, Mirror Spock when he explains he's got a device seems a little surprised. So mm. even Spock didn't suspect there was a device. They thought there were machinations or something. Mm. It also seems to me like it's probably a tactical error on his part to tell his girlfriend. About yeah, that it. seemed really stupid to me. Like, I feel like in the I bet kids... she walked in on him on him disappearing someone. He was like, "Oh, honey, <laughs> jerking off watching <laughs> someone in the shower." <laughs> what What are you doing? Uh, uh, look, I use it to kill people with. <laughs> He's like, Shit, I like that guy. So here's the thing: Mirror Universe Kirk is definitely a dom. You can tell. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if this is just some kind of psychological mindfuck he uses on his girlfriend. That's why he told her about it. Mm, maybe. Well, he's just it's... like, if you're a bad girl. Well, sorry, oh, just that. Cool, I mean, cool, I'm cool. sure that either way, it's an open, it's an opening line. It's like, hey, look at how powerful I am. You don't like that person, right? Hey. Hey. Plus, I mean, to a certain extent, it's probably a way to exert, like you said, control over. Her. Like, if she ever threatened to leave him or whatever, you'd be like, oh. He'd be like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but. Anytime he's out of the room, she, she could, could kill, kill him. him. That's him. true. Yeah, I mean, you maybe she tell her about it, but him too, maybe so. tell her about it, but don't give her the secret code to the door. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be smart. I mean, granted, she does save his life, so there's yeah. that in, in this in this episode. She, is, she turns out to be trustworthy. I mean, it's it, you know, had had they not interfered, there is probably a good chance that she eventually would have nuked Mirror Kirk. Yeah. She did not. Uh, th- things had clearly not been going well for a while. Yeah, she was shocked when she came in and when he came in and kissed her. Yeah. Oh, but the uh, other interesting thing about the Tantalus field that I that I saw on the internets, uh, apparently they had planned a, a plot in Enterprise, which I guess didn't happen or something maybe, in which we learned that the victims of the Tantalus field are actually transported in time. They're not just vanished; they're transported, and we would have met. Mirror Kirk in Enterprise. But I guess they couldn't get um, Shatner for the episode. Okay. Moved in time forward or backwards? It, sounds, it must have been backwards. Yeah, it would have been backwards if it was... I haven't seen it. That, that was... Spock, po- Spock would have used it on Mirror Kirk in Mirror Universe Land. So interesting. Mm-hmm. So that, that probably... Yeah, because I know that I was reading up that, that they... You know, ultimately Enterprise was canceled after its fourth season. Hmm. But among the many things they were planning to potentially do for the fifth, they considered doing... Ugh, a whole season in the mirror universe in Enterprise. Uh-huh. So that is also possibly why they couldn't not maybe they couldn't get Shatner, but maybe they couldn't Maybe they ran out of time before they got existed. Or, maybe. Oh god, that sounds like a I mean it's bad enough that it already turns out that something else that seemed to destroy something was actually just sending stuff back in time. You didn't need it again. Yeah. And we all know the Tantalus Field actually just sends everyone to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be in Cleveland. No. Sorry if there's anyone in from Cleveland. Oh, listen. poor Cleveland readers, listeners. So maybe, if that's true, that the Tantalus Field sends people back in time, perhaps the Mirror Universe was the true original Mirror Universe, and then they somebody got tantalisted, sent back in time, wanted to avoid that universe, so it worked, murdered... Drove, got into a truck, ran over Edith Keeler <gasps> to prevent the mere universe from ever forming, and it's all because Kirk disappeared them. That's 
that's that's that's logical. That's that's the outline to my my new Star Trek comic that um that I'm gonna write. I'm not, not, I'm not really gonna write that. I'm not gonna lie, that tinfoil hat fits just right. That like man it. would go on to become film director John Huston. Mm. The mirror universe doesn't have the Maltese Falcon because they never had John Huston. What a sad life that would be. There you go. Super sad. No mirror. You guys running out of thoughts? Mirror, mirror. I I think it was really just Kirk going to hit on original universe Marlene. It's like, shut No. Oh, at the very, very end? Yeah. No. Dude, what the fuck? She is you, You've already kissed the other version of her. You don't need her again. You yep. checked her off your list. But she he knows she's DTF. <laughs> you think Mirror Spock and Mirror Marlena got down to it after that? Okay, here's oh, I had a I had a weird thought. Okay. So when when uh Good Kirk is leaving Mirrorland Mirror and he's Land. telling and he's telling Mirror Spock, go T Spock. Spock. You have to, you know, when I'm when I'm gone, you have to be the captain. You have to work with with Marlena to make everything right. You have to not kill the Halkins, blah blah blah. He's about to send Mirror Spock back. If he's basically telling Spock to be in control, is he telling Spock to kill Mirror Kirk? Yeah, so. yeah, basically. Yes. That's weird. That's wild stuff. Yeah, Mirror Kirk's a shithead. You should, yeah. Mirror Spock, you're you're good and logical, and you get that this is that this whole empire is a bad fucking idea. You should be the one that stops the other version of me. Yes, kill me. If kill you see me. me again in a couple minutes, and, <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not as nice, uh, you should kill me. Mm. Also, this one, she's DTF. <laughs> Yay. Well, she I doesn't want if... to be a captain's a captain's woman, yeah. and she'll go through the entire fleet to get it. I, I don't know if you guys have Ponfar. Oh, God, you know about that? Okay, you do. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, but if they have Ponfar, does that mean they can't fuck any other time? Uh, I don't know. I just don't think they're interested in it. Yeah, well, we talked about this in the Ponfar episode, where we kind of figured they could if they wanted, they just, yeah, don't. Stan does. Stan does all the time. All the time. No wonder she likes him. (laughs) Um, Does she? Oh, God. Fucking classic doc this week, though. Yeah? We gotta gotta save evil Spock. I've got a patient. Oh, yeah. That was so random and stupid. I mean, I appreciated it because I love Doc, but... He loves having patience. By the time of the 23rd century, because they live in a crazy science fiction world, there have been addendums to the Hippocratic Oath. And it don't matter if you've gone through time or dimensions or what, that motherfucking oath stands. Although it is a little odd that, you know, being hit over the head with a clay pot means you're gonna die any moment now. He had a concussion. Big, big concussion. Big concussion? Biggest concussion. Oh, dear. Huge size of his whole... Well, also, he didn't do anything. He just, like, waved the tricorder over him and he was better. Mm. Is that how tricorders work? He injected work? him with... Something. No, no, that was the next episode, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought there was an injection. I don't remember seeing him inject him with anything. No, no, no. Well, I mean, all the, all the, almost all the medicine now is just like yeah, magic. Just waving things. He's salt shakers. Neural regenerator field. Hoodly do. Okay, fine. It's like that thing he uses on Chekhov in Star Trek Four. It just sticks it to his head. It goes, woo, 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 and it's, it's fine. Yeah, they're about to do brain surgery on him. In, uh, Middle Ages. Yeah. Yeah. Your kidney failure with a pill. Yeah, yeah. I grew, grew a new, new kidney. kidney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, I did like when when Spock woke up and like backed McCoy into a wall. Oh my god! Was yeah, ready the, to the make out melt. with him. It oh, was so sexy. Melt. It was a little and bit then, sexy. And then mind raped him instead. Oh. 
like I don't know how I feel about that, but it was just very like it was very powerful. Like Doc looked so so delicate and nervous as he like backed him up. I was like, oh my god, it was very sorry. I listen. Don't give me that face. Chris is giving me a look. I mean, they're both here, like, a little too into this for my liking, frankly. Well, mm. listen. We, did, we just both get bonus for McCoy, so. Yeah, I mean, I love that's McCoy. fine. Boy, yeah, yeah, but the whole... Yeah, I, I'm unclear how consenting McCoy was as here was all, and that's why I'm uncomfortable. Well, Spock was me- reading his mind, and he could read in the mind. Yes, read my mind? Oh, okay, yes, go ahead. I don't think me or Spock would have given a shit. Nah, I know, he is evil. Well, yeah, evil. I, I will say well, that. Yeah. The, uh, the, the... Lack of consent for the mind meld was less sexy, but the everything leading up to it has has Spock gotten consent from everything that he's mind melded with? Did the Definitely Horda didn't give get consent? it from the Nomad? <laughs> no, he did. No, they, they he did. They, they, they oh, did. Oh, because it. otherwise, Nomad was going to fucking zap him, and and Kirk had to say, you know, Nomad, Spock's going to touch you now, but it's okay. He's a professional. Yeah, and I, I Horda think... didn't give consent. No, I suppose not. I don't think I forget the name of the 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 crazy guy from the. Neural neutralizer planet. What he what his deal was? Well, even if he did, you have to kind of question if he was in his right mind. Yeah. What well. a strange and dark conversation this has become. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a valid question, but I do not think we are the people to tackle it. Fair. <laughs> I've met us. We are not them. No. No. The water you dripped on your shirt kind of looks like a dick. Does it? Oh yeah, it does a little bit. It's like an L. It's an L. It's got balls. Oh, he's a Luigi. Mm. Hey. You are in green, partially. That's true. Oh, and that cat's being a dick again. Oh, he's a dick cat. Dick's all the way down. How does that even work? I don't. <laughs> it doesn't. Not well. It just kind of peeks out of the cuff of your trousers. <laughs> so, do we have anything else on Mira Mira? Oh, God. If I say yes, do we avoid the apple for a little while? In which William H. Macy. Uh, what the hell is this cat doing? William H. Macy? Yeah, I thought the guy, the, he did kind the leader of, yeah. of the feeders of all, he kept, he looked like William H. Macy. I would, and they all look, they, they're all hard to place because they were painted fucking red. I wouldn't have thought that myself, but now you say it, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, how was, how was that? William H. Macy, right? Until they actually made, like, the, the modern Captain America movies. I, I like how instead of talking about the apple, we're talking about William H. Macy. Yeah, see what I did there? <laughs> this, I don't think this is my line. Someone else said it, but it's a great line. Is like, until the new movies and Chris, uh... Evans came along. William H. Macy was the best live-action version of Captain America. When was he Captain America? He wasn't, but the shoveler. Oh, okay. In Mystery Men yeah. was was the best version of Captain America until Chris Evans, which I, I'd say is again. I don't remember who said that, but it's a it's a it's a good point, which uh, I can agree with. I never saw Mystery Men. It's a really it's a very good movie that I think is due for a belated appreciation. They settled now. He's getting that. Yeah, but there's there's papers Now Jake's gone. Um, oh, he just settled. He's fine now. But yeah, I, I feel like... like Don't I, feist him. I liked it as a kid. Um, I haven't seen it in years. Maybe it's awful. But I liked it a lot as a kid. But it is, is dealing a lot with like, you know, comic book tropes and team tropes and stuff that I think are, thanks to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, much more mainstream now. So I think more people would like the film now than did in the late 90s. Mm. Um, but yeah, William H. Macy is very much the sort of... Did they have a score by Smash Mouth? I think it did feature All Star. Yeah. It also featured a very young pre-fame Dame Cook. Dame Dame Cook as the Waffler. Wow, he's gone full circle. Yeah. 
Yeah. More like full circle jerk. Mm. Yeah. Apparently his brother like embezzled all of his money or something. Nice. That sucks. Yeah, his brother was like his manager, so took all his shit. It's Yikes. actually quite sad from what I've heard. Oh, we have to talk about the apple, don't let's we? Let's talk about the apple. Let's, <laughs> let's start with the... I don't know what the fuck this is. Let's with. start with the only good part of the episode. Okay. Chekhov's girlfriend, I guess. Oh, Yeoman resting bitch face. Beating the shit out of some of the locals. They, yeah. they did some, some fine choreo with her. And she did her own fighting, unlike a certain captain I could mm. name. Unlike a certain any fucking one else on the show. That's true. She had a really, like, she really, like... She fucking flipped someone over her shoulder. Hit someone square in the chest. Yeah, she was incredible. That was I great. That. I am I sad actually, we're never going to see her again. I would say she and Chekhov were actually my favorite part of the episode anyway. I just kind of liked... Because at first it was like, okay, like, what's actually going on? Why is she... Is she into it? And then you're like, oh, she is into it. And then they keep kind of going back to it. And then they have that really awkward conversation about like, so you think they know how to fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Which like, you know, like that's, it was so obvious that like, it's a conversation they only couldn't have because it was a TV show in the 60s. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to hear the uncensored version of that where she just goes like, they're not even going to know how to screw. And Kirk would go, I could teach them. Hey. I could teach the world to screw. Um. I mean, the, the thing is, the population's so small. He could literally. Uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to the end. Good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> then we can be done with this episode. Yes. Now I'm gonna jump to the end because so at the very very end we we've killed Val. The 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 followers are free and the Enterprise is gonna leave. The the worshippers of Val have no idea how to fucking live on their own. They don't know how to make food. They don't know how to procreate, well, I think let gonna, alone raise children. They're going to send someone. Are they going to send think. someone? Well, because Kirk did say he'd have their help. Oh, okay. So I assume that means either they left some people behind and they just didn't show that, or again, he's going to go off yeah, planet. See what's going to happen is they're going to send like a group of Starfleet led by some anthropologist that's going to yeah. bring his, 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 his history of Nazism book with him. <laughs> and in a couple of years' time, oh. <laughs> Fisbin. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah, that's I, in a few weeks. I missed if there was a, a reference to them coming back and having a fucking sex ed course with everybody. I hopefully, although it seems like those two young ones were pretty close to figuring. No, no, it no! Out. They they barely figured out how kissing works. I don't know if they'd go just the full the full Monty just together. Wait till they figure out about butt stuff. Like that's gonna. That thing they don't know. They might start with that. No. That's true. Just be like this is great, but it's not getting us any any. What did they call them? Replacements. Replacements. Mm. Mm. They don't even know how how death works. Are, no, are that's they, true. That's gonna they, blow their minds. What like if if any of them die, what the fuck are they gonna how do? How have they not know what death is? Considering everything on that planet <laughs> is, is murder? deadly. Yeah, I, that I kind of had that question like, myself. Like, sure, maybe Vol's keeping them alive and healthy, but eventually they're gonna get, you know, blasted by a flower or a trip on the wrong rock. Maybe yeah. maybe Vol controls the flowers. Well, he doesn't control the rocks. True. Maybe they know better, though. And maybe he's taught them how to clear them. Because they, they didn't seem to worry about flowers within their little village or anything mm. like that. He may have taught them how to safely clear them earlier. Well, and he also taught them how the fuck to knock somebody in the head with a stick. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. obviously passing them some information. All the red shirts died in this one. Except yeah. for... Yeah. Except for... Yeah, with the exception no, of the... She was a red skirt, so... Hey, hey, there you go. Yeah, um, it was very funny. Yeah, but I mean, it's practically just a shirt. She Well, she was in red, but she wasn't security. So, she sure. so we, see, we see all, all four red shirts die, and... 
Kirk gives, like, such a reaction to all of them. Well, one of them especially, apparently, like, he knew his dad. Yeah, 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 he he knew them. He had connections with all of them. And he got got very sentimental. More sentimental than he did when he found his brother dead. He got more sentimental than he's ever gotten in this damn episode. (laughs) Well, because he felt like it was, like, a waste of of life to be... It's always been a waste of life. (laughs) Whenever the red shirts die, it's a waste of life. Yeah, but this isn't, like, dilithium crystals. This is, like, horse shit. Yeah, it's a stupid mission that doesn't make sense. Well, right, that's the point. Okay, okay, let's... Tell us about the mission that doesn't make sense, Chris, because I know you're angered by it. Fuck me. (laughs) So they are specifically told by Starfleet to make contact with this culture, even though from what little they know of it, surely they already know they're bloody primitive, which is fine, except they've already established that the Prime Directive exists. And later, Spock is talking about we might be fucking with the Prime... Starfleet said you did out! Wow, but you didn't actually have a complete thought. Because I'm so mad! (laughs) This is such a stupid episode. I think this is the worst episode we've seen yet. It's worse than Shore Leave. It's worse than Neary. It's worse than... What are some of our other most hated episodes? Uh, Those are my two. Those Those are my top two. Shore Leave is fucking stupid, but there's something charming... Kind of about how fucking bizarre. But it's not fucking Finnegan's. Ah, you know what? Finnegan's. I like Lazarus. Screw you. Finnegan's great because his accent is stupid and it makes me laugh. And that woman knocks herself out with a tree. That's amazing. (laughs) Lazarus was. Pretty bad, too, but you know what? I was able to paint... You know what I did during the... Hey, hey, anyone who follows our Facebook page, you see that picture of the Jim's Jalad and Darmok that I put up? I put that up during this episode because I was so bored. <laughs> I paid close attention to every minute of fucking Lazarus and shore leave and pissing Miri, but this... I almost fell asleep. I did fall asleep. Yeah, you did. Oh. Yeah, I mean, this is boring. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was, there's a lot. It's a, it, the episode is mostly about banging, right? It's and, about, and all, it's, about it, it's about banging, but never ever saying it. Oh, right. It's about it's, being awkward about how you can't talk about banging. Well, no, I don't know about that because I think that the whole, whole thing whole it's about, it's about a that, loss of innocence, right? In uh, both in terms of banging and just in terms of these these people. Yeah, you know they. I think, you know, they bring the metaphor a little too out there at the end when they're like, ah, it was just like in the Bible. And oh, God, happened. they bring up the fucking paradise metaphor you, 55 times. You look like times. a Satan, Mr. Spock. Uh, you got them pointy ears and the red tail. Uh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that was the other thing. How many, how many times can we be like, like, even after the people started getting murdered, they're like, it's like paradise. What are you talking about? If it weren't for these flowers... This would be paradise. Gar- Garden of Eden with landmines was a was that the was line. a great line. I loved when McCoy was like, "Well, there goes paradise," or whatever the fuck he said when he Where? thought they couldn't bang. That and was that the was best that ever. was the line for him. Not the exploding rocks. Not the death flowers. Not the targeted fuck you lightning. <laughs> oh, they can't have sex. And yeah, that's pretty bad. Hey, that's pretty bad too. I mean, listen, there's poisonous shit here and. There's explosions, exploding wait, things here. We don't claim this is paradise that's, by any means. That's Caitlin. true. That's true. You raise a good point. Oh, I, I like that. So speaking of claiming paradise, I liked when <laughs> when Chekhov was like, oh. "Oh yes, it reminds me of home." First of all, no, it doesn't. It's seventy-six degrees all over the fucking planet. 
<laughs> it has never been 76 degrees in Russia. We don't know what the climate's like in the 23rd century. Yeah, we don't true. know. We don't it's know probably... where Russia extends in the 23rd century. That's a good, That's point. A good point. They might have Italy at this he, stage. But he, do... he says like, oh, the they say, oh, no, it's more like the Garden of Eden. He's like, oh yeah, Garden of Eden, right by Moscow. We don't know where Moscow is in the future. Maybe it's <laughs> fucking down there. Moscow Maybe it's must in the, be in the same place. Being Russia. fair, if we pretend the Garden of Eden is real, we hey. don't know. Maybe it was right outside Russia. I mean, Moscow. Moscow. Yeah, it could be. But I, I like Presumably that. it was in the Fertile Crescent, if anyway. I suppose it probably was, but Chekhov. Yeah, Chekhov. I'm assuming the Garden of Eden is a fictional creation. Well, yes, but I was... I was. <laughs> I don't think it was anywhere. Probably Listen, not. Apollo came down from, the, from space yes. and and was our god, right? Oh, God, fucking Chekhov's line when he's hitting on... on, on what the hell was her name? Well, Martha Landon. Thank you. Yeoman Landon, where he was like, was it her? It was him, right? It was like, anywhere with you would be paradise, or whatever. It's like, oh, check off, Jesus. You're lucky she didn't hit you for that one. It's a terrible line. Hit him. She was into it. Yeah. She was like, take me, Chekhov. Pav. Which is funny, because I don't think at this point they've established to the audience that his name is Pavel. I think you're right, He's only been Mr. Chekhov up to this point. Oh, wow. So, like, obviously the writers knew his name was Pavel, but no one bothered... I don't know when they actually say his first name. It might not be until Star Trek Four. <laughs> no, two. Doesn't he say Pavel Andreevich? He might. Chekhov. Is it Andreevich? Isn't it? Oh. Is it not? I don't remember him ever having a middle name. Oh, speaking of, speaking well, in my head canon, it's Pavel Andreevich. Yeah, sounds good. Speaking of names, guys, uh, and I didn't realize, I never figured out why, but everyone in in fucking. Fucking Vol Village. When when they learn Spock's name, they just laugh at him for a while. Yeah, I was waiting. And for it never be... comes up what the fuck they're laughing at. I was waiting for there to be an explanation, like, oh, in our language, Spock means I don't know, rock. Uh, So I typed in Pavel A And one of the suggestions was Pavel Andreevich Chekhov I am the greatest Star Trek fan in the room Evidently And according to, what what is this? This is, is this Wikipedia or Memory Alpha? No, this is Wikipedia yeah, Pavel. But when was he established as Andreevich? I don't know, but I. You guys keep talking this terrible episode. It, I'll figure it out. No, you're not getting out of this. Oh, wow. They have the Russian writing of his name here. What did I just say? That says a mock time. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But the apple. Uh, well, well, what else? We've we got this giant paper mache lizard mountain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that with fireworks walk, in his mouth. That people go in and deposit weird colored fruit. I thought they were dumping. Ro- I thought they were dumping the rocks. Were they rocks or I were they, they fruit? Were, yeah, That's what it looked like. I which thought would they were make putting sense. the explosive rocks in. in like, oh, that does oh, make way more sense because like that makes the energy. Yeah. Yeah, like he's a big furnace. Yeah, that's interesting. They have okay. to heat the planet. That's how it's seventy-six degrees all the time. Well, and they did mention, you know, that they would be a good source of energy if they could control them. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> good cleavage. Yeah, and like, because yeah, that's the only reason. That's the only way having the rocks on the planet even makes sense. Like the lightning that killed one of the red shirts, which I want to say, just want to add to the red shirt thing. Like this, this may actually be the episode that coined the. It could be the idea that red shirts are expendable because. Well, we lost a whole bunch in fucking nomad. Nomad. Yeah, yeah nomad. This could be the up. season that because. 
But think, I mean, this is the one where it's like the away mission. Yeah. And it's just uh, like, you know, they beam down to the planet detail. and it's your main cast. Yeah. The love interest and then four nobodies. Yeah. Who last, doesn't beam back? Because last season, I mean, we did lose some retros. We also lost a lot of other, like, what, Galileo 7 there. We lost, like, a couple of yellows yeah, and a blue, yeah, yeah. I think. We lost yeah. Mitchell a, yeah, while, Mitchell a whole while Mitchell. back. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It does feel like maybe this this is where it starts to get more focused on the red shirts as opposed yeah. to more evenly distributed amongst the extras regardless of, of sartorial choices or assignments, rather. Mm. Also, having done some quick research, while Wikipedia does confirm his name is Pavel Andreevich, it does not establish when <laughs> Andreevich mm. was first... Uh, well, we'll have to keep Why an eye out. Why do I know that? I don't know. It's such useless information. But well done. Thank you. Maybe it was the Kelvin timeline. Could be. Maybe. I mean, that's where they gave um, Ugora a first name, right? Yeah, yeah. What is it? Neoto? Neota. N-Y-O-T-A, I think. Okay. Although, like I said, that had been apparently sort of, like, accepted as her first... Because I guess they... I, apparently what happened was they'd floated a few different first names for her in novels over the years, mm. but then Neota at some point just kind of stuck. Huh. And then when it finally came around to the 2009 film, that's the one they went with. Okay. I like it. Kirk was just like I was he sick this week he was getting way too bent out of shape about everything he was really weepy and upset about things not as weepy as that guy he punched <laughs> oh, oh poor yeah. thing when he punched that guy in the face he yeah. just cried crying that was so sad yeah. poor Akuta Akuta Matata, Matata yep. hey it's a problem for you <laughs> this casa is Sukasa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah this house is your house <laughs> I just you know what else too uh, I mean I don't know I'm not one of those people that thinks everything needs an explanation but any clue about this fucking lizard computer death machine would have been nice I don't know it's it's it, to me it was another Landrew where it was probably another thing left over from a, from an older civilization that the newer civilization is just stuck with yeah but I mean at least with Landrew we understood that, that Landrew had been created because like the civilization was about to self-destruct and it had a clear like it just it, and why would you build this thing that's so apparently all powerful but not give it a more efficient energy system you could just shoot it why didn't mm. Yeah, at least if he'd had to talk it to death at the end, there would have been something redemptive to this episode. But no, they just blew it up, which they didn't think to try in, you know, the minute they realized shit was going down. Mm. And how did they have enough power? Even if their whole thing was like, well, it's weak, but how did they have enough power to fire the phasers? Because my impression was they'd just blown their load on trying to get away. It's just it's so inconsistent and bad. Yeah, I actually thought that same thing. I was like, mm. I was thinking that when we were watching it, that it seemed unlikely that they would have enough power. Yeah, Scotty specifically says we've blown everything. Yeah, maybe to be honest, they finally did use the kitchen sink. And there that's you how go. They, I also like this, I said this at the time, but how, you know, they're about to shoot this thing with, you know, their death beams. And Spock and Kirk just kind of huddle behind some thin trees. Like, yes, these <laughs> will protect us if anything goes awry. I don't know, they did the same thing on fucking Apollo Planet. Um, <laughs> yeah. where, where, Wait, where, you're too close! I'm fine, I want to run away from it like a badass. <laughs> I'll not look behind me. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, they did basically do the exact same thing that they did to shut down Apollo here. Yeah, that's true. They just shot at the power source. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways out of a situation. Talk it till it talk to it till it kills itself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or shoot, shoot it, it from the Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Apollo was a good episode. 
Yes. Yeah, this episode Mostly. is pretty rough. Yeah, this one, yeah. I, was, I had higher hopes when I was reading up on it, but no. It's, you know, I, I think I, this is definitely Because, you know, taken... the whole... Brr, I don't know. I really Maybe did, there's nothing. I really did like the makeup that they did You for did the, like um, the makeup. I noticed the, that. The Locals. feeders of Vol. I mean, I thought the fact that they were all painted... Like, terracotta. Terracotta was a little... Their but wigs I really weren't liked, great. No, the wigs were terrible. But they I really, were worse than Chekhov's wig. I'll say it. <laughs> it's true. Well, Chekhov's wig had a, a really notable improvement from the last time we saw him in Adonais to this week's it episode. Did. It's much better. Yeah, they got we, a don't, new one. we don't it's see much color. We saw, him, we saw him in Mirror Mirror. We saw Mirror Chekhov. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Since, yeah, and this since, the, oh, since, oh, you're saying, oh, you're saying okay, yeah, this week, yeah. you mean. Okay. Yeah, this week meaning our yes. Sorry, yeah. No problem. But yeah, I thought that the eyeliner and like the interesting symbols that they had painted on them was really cool. Like, I just really enjoyed it. Mm. I don't know why. It was, uh, it was neat. They, I liked they, it. They were cool. And they was, it was another case of like everyone was painted very evenly. I know we had talked about... With Apollo. Yeah. yeah. Whether he was painted or just really nicely tanned. Like, they did a really good job of keeping this consistent across mm. their yeah. entire bodies, which probably wasn't cheap. Nor easy. Yeah. yeah, there were a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Well, there, there was clearly some overspray on the woman's hair. Yeah, I think it got into her her straps that went down to her little brassiere kind of a thing yeah. too. There was a it's, lot of there was a lot of red where it was white cloth. So what I don't understand is if these people have no concept of banging, se- banging or sex or sexuality. Why aren't they naked? Yeah, why are they so modest? Why are they wearing mm. towels? Mm, and if this is really the parrot, uh, the, the Garden of Eden. 60s television rules. Well, like Plain and simple. That's really... Do we but see navels this week? We may. I, I think we did. The women were totes wearing bralettes. Yeah, but their sarongs might have been high That's enough. That's what I'm wondering. I just didn't... I, don't I didn't pay... See, I didn't notice. Let me see if there are images. And I know you're the naval police over here. Not to be confused <laughs> with the naval police. <laughs> I am not it's in It's maritime CIS. law. I almost typed in the naval police. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. What did I call the mirror, ship on Mirror Mirror? The SSC Kyle? Yes. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, oh, was there no Uhura at all in the Apple? I don't remember seeing her, no. I don't think so. I think she was... Or Sulu. Was Sulu in this episode mm-hmm. at all? No, well, you certainly see Guy Face's naval. Well, that's a step in the right direction. After all. Uh, yeah, I can't... But we saw Apollo's naval, I believe. Didn't we? No, no. He had like a. You could see his right peck, but he had. Yeah, like but a, there was there was during the windstorm, his toga was flapping. That's true. All I don't. I think it was oh, shot. Maybe. I feel like it was shot further up, so oh, you wouldn't see. Yeah, it. you maybe. can see at least one. <gasps> you know, what, actually, interesting. If you look at them, well, there's like that little strip of cloth there. It looks like hers fell. Oh yeah. Because the other women, they all have this convenient little strip of cloth that just happens to cross across their belly button. It's just this woman here. Hers seems to have slipped. But look at the one in the background. Great radio, oh, yeah. isn't it, readers, listeners? That's interesting. So it's like they really did try we'll to, to build in a block. to share this picture, though. Yeah, I'll try to find it That's again. so funny. Well, yeah. just save it right now. That's true. What do you mean? Good point. I also felt that, like, the imagery and, like, some of the, like, they put, like, lays on people. It, on their wrists. On their wrists. And I was like, this is kind of oddly, like, Polynesian. Even the little, their little huts and stuff. Like, yeah. like, fash mm. huts. Like, this is kind of like... Aloha. Yeah, it's it's a little weird that they're all white actors that are spray painted. Mm. Terracotta. <laughs> I was actually waiting for the corsages to be like some kind of you know. This is how the we smell talk of it's with Landrew. Go- well, I was thinking it was going to make them go to sleep or something. Uh, like I was expecting it to be some kind of trickery. Right. But you no, know, they just turned out to be innocent, childlike 
savages that don't know what children are and it was that was another thing I, I thought of when when kirk walks into the village and he sees you know a dozen a dozen standing around immediately he says where's the, where are the children where are the kids i gotta see the kids where are they bring them to me because you've worried you... you've worried about kids on every other way no you haven't no it's well never come he up. worries about kids but only because he's always banging the locals oh no that looks kind of like me <laughs> oh, last time i was no. here i gotta go no, I thought it was odd that he would jump immediately to, there aren't kids. You've seen like 12 people. Yeah. 12 people don't all have to be the kids. The kids are at school, asshole. It's the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, you we might be savages, but we're not, well, savages. Jeez. Oh, God. Yeah, this was an awful episode. It's terrible. Yeah. It is my new least favorite episode. Wow. I, I still might be might be harkening back to Miri for that. It's it's up there for me. It's See, definitely in the top three. The or the too. bottom three, I guess, in this yeah. case. Thousands of years in the future, there's going to be a mythology on this planet about how how the spacemen came. Killed our leader. Killed, killed yeah. their god. Yeah. God is and, dead. And destroyed their perfect existence. And now they have to, And now they can die, and now yeah. they have to, you know, go through childbirth, which is probably the worst thing ever. Mm. Mm. And somehow they'll end up blaming mm. Spock for it, and not Kirk. But yeah, like the first woman that gets pregnant is going to be like, "What is wrong with me? Yeah. Why am I in intense, horrible pain?" Well, hopefully they. Why is sex there ed an animal coming later. out of me? Eat it! <laughs> oh my god, that is true. They'll they'll become like the friggin' uh, they'll invent the cricket robots in this universe. I don't know what a cricket unibot. Uni- what? Oh god, which one is it? It's the fourth? Third? What? I don't know. Third what Hitchhiker's what Guide to the Galaxy book. Um, where the, they, they encounter the cricket robots. Uh, it's a good oh, book. I remember that reference, and I've read that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the whole, like, that's the whole point. They have to stop the cricket robots, because they're, they're gonna restart the cricket wars. Oh my god. Yeah. K-R-I-K-K-I-T, I want to say, is the spelling? Hmm. Is it the third or the fourth book? No, it's the... Third. Fuck. Every Douglas Adams fan who listens to this is screaming. You want me to bring the book to you? MP3 machine right now. Uh, no, it's 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 fine. MP3 I'm, I'm, I'm happy to make people sad or let someone you know. First one to, to comment with with corrections on the <laughs> Facebook yelling. page doesn't win a damn thing. So we don't have anything to give you, but you'll get to feel good about it. They're yelling at their Microsoft <laughs> Zooms. <laughs> <laughs> That was quite the laugh. Holy shit, dude. Uh, thank you. Oh, oh I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else to say about the feeders of Vol or anything no. else? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I have nothing else to say. I did like the, that Kirk about. kept firing Scotty. That was fine. Oh, that was cute. That was a nice little, little firing and rehiring Scotty. Poor Scotty. He's, his severance package is shit right now. He was a fucking punching bag last week, this week. He do you keeps think, finding himself with and without work. Do you think Starfleet officers, or personnel rather, are, um, what's the word I want? Salaried. No. Um, Dead. You no. Uh, provided with. I can't, there's a word that means that. But you think they have suicide pills? No. Actually, Jesus it, it sounded kind of like it, because when... 
They were they were trapped in another fucking decaying orbit yeah. or whatever the hell they were stuck in. Scotty even he made a reference to saying like you know we're we're gonna burn up in in flying into the fucking atmosphere or whatever it is people do. Uh, I I would much rather it go quickly. And I'm like oh god he wants everyone to off themselves. Well and I only ask because like uh, this was not public knowledge at the time, but it came out within the last few years that our early astronauts had suicide pills with them. In case anything went wrong. Holy cow. So they didn't have to die a slow death in space. Well, Whoa. that's kind of nice. That's dark Because fuck sick. that. Yeah, no, all, the, the astronauts were, were, were provided with, with means of suicide if things wow. got that bad. It's hmm. kind of a mercy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, 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 totally. But, um, yeah, I kind of wonder, is, is that, are they, do these contingencies exist in Starfleet? Probably. I would say yes. Well, on that positive note... <laughs> I mean, I'm not feeling very positive after having watched this fucking episode, so everyone else can be as sad as I am. <laughs> this has been episode 18 of A Star to Steer Her By. Thank you very much for listening, and if you do watch these episodes before listening, thank you for suffering through the apple like we did. Uh, next week, we will be looking at a much, much better episode, The Doomsday Machine, and Cat's Paw, one I don't remember well enough to know if I'm going to be sad or not again. There's kitties! That's true, cats are great. <laughs> are there actual cats in it? There's like a giant one. cat monster, I think. Is it really? I'm so yeah. excited. But I think it's actually just like a cat. That they've zoomed in oh, on. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah, it's worse for me. I'm happy already. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, for a Stardust to hear her by, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is Jake. You're not Zap anymore? Not today. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you usually say, like, thank you for oh, check out that's our right. Facebook I, I, and shit. Yeah, I was, I, Don't I, gesture at me like it's my turn. Thank you for listening. Wait, you're not doing the Facebook thing? I wasn't, no, because I forgot to, I just... Do you want to just redo the ending? No, 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 it's fine. Okay. It's fine. He can edit it. He better edit it. I'll think about it. Be sure to tip your yeoman. One time Chris got a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did. I am overdue. You are looking a little bushy. Yes. Mm. Not not Lazarus level yet though. Oh god, no. Hasn't stuck his nose in the ass yet. I haven't had facial hair that pathetic since I was fourteen. Oh. I still like to imagine Lazarus with the capillary action. Oh, not this again. The worst part me. is I tend to edit this on my lunch break. <laughs> so I'm sitting there a few weeks ago eating a goddamn sandwich, having a nice time. And then I gotta sit there listening to you motherfuckers talking about capillary gravy. <laughs> it was, it was awful. Uh, Did you save some sandwich in your mustache for later? I threw it out and bought it for a while. I'm kidding. I finished my sandwich, but it was hard. Mm. <laughs>